TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. You know, I want everything to happen. You know, you want the perfect story, but it never happens. And we just got to keep going. I kind of stay positive with them, as you know, like on the sideline and stuff like that. Because it's a long game. That one play that didn't make or break the game. They had a lot of great plays out there. Khalil made some great plays. Trent even stepped up and had some good plays. Gabe ended up going down. So seeing those young guys step up was really the biggest thing now going into this week. So for me, I try to just stay positive and keep my quarterback in the right mind. You heard it right there uh, in the update provided by Evan DiPasquale there. The Bills-Steelers has been postponed to Monday afternoon, 4.30 kickoff from Highmark Stadium. Welcome in Sports Talk Saturday, Derek Kramer, Frank Arcuri, and um, everything shifted within mere moments. Zach had a preview of what I was going to do with this one, and uh, now, no, I'm not going to be angry anymore. I'm not going to be all uh, all salty about these uh, comments about um, Buffalo weather and all that. No more old school talk. No more old school talk because the news has shifted. The news has shifted that the Bills will be playing on Monday instead of tomorrow, and I think it's the right call. Honestly, yeah, it's it's about the people. Yeah. It's not about the it's not about the game necessarily itself. It's about the people. And now joining us on the Western Hotline as the news breaks, we've got our own Sal Capaccio joining us now, Sal. Um, it's a wacky day for sure. And this is something that obviously was not expected as of maybe even a few hours ago last night, but listening to governor, Kathy Hochul, she just talked about how next tomorrow, the center of the storm is supposed to be right over orchard park, basically. And in conjunction with commissioner Roger Goodell, they've decided to move the game to Monday at 4 30 PM. Um, obviously, there is a storm coming, and I don't know the residuals of exactly what Monday is going to look like. I think the the most of the storm will have passed, obviously, um, but that is the plan. Monday at 4.30 p.m., it will be Steelers at Bills. This is for it's travel, safety, fans, team getting to the game, Steelers getting to Buffalo. Everything is baked in here, but the bottom line is the Steelers and Bills, their game has been moved to Monday at 4.30 p.m. Sal, of course, with this game uh, being moved like this, you just mentioned all of the logistics. It's not just fans' safety. It's about the players, the teams actually being able to get to the uh, stadium as well. Uh, Ultimately, this looks like it should have been the right call and one that we were kind of expecting all along. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't expecting it. Maybe. I guess you were expecting it. I wasn't. I thought that, you know, it could happen. There was always a chance it could happen. 
But I mean, you know, I, I, as of yes, I, I will tell you, as of this morning, I was told that the game was still on at 1 p.m. in Orchard Park on Sunday. So, yeah, I mean, if you guys were expecting it, I wasn't. I was expecting maybe I knew they would still be monitoring it. But, you know, that's exactly right, though. It's about the safety of the fans and people getting to and from the stadium and things like that. I may or may not have won a bet now, uh, won some lunch from my uh, my other job's <laughs> manager now because I was like, oh, they're going to totally move this to Monday. So uh, I'm taking a personal victory lap, I guess, but this is the first time anyone else is hearing it. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, Good for you to win your bet. Yeah, this is I, obviously a serious yeah, situation. It's, and, it's, it's, you, know, yeah. I, you know, moving it to Monday at 4.30 and, you know, obviously they're doing it for, you know, safety reasons. Yeah, Sal, of course, um, the game itself um, – uh, with how this weather is kind of forming up right now, it moving to Monday will will obviously be monitoring the weather itself, but it does feel like it could change the entire dynamic now of the Bills possibly being muddled down to the Steelers level. Um, for sure. And I think that the game, I always say that the weather is the ultimate equalizer. And if the game was played in the conditions that we were expecting tomorrow at 1 p.m., pretty dicey for the Bills. And... Like you said, you know, the Steelers level, I think we all recognize the Bills should be the better team. That's why they're favored by 9 to 10 points, basically. Um, but we'll see. I have not checked the exact weather on Monday yet. Uh, Patrick Hammer did talk about it leading into the Sabres game. Remember, the Sabres play Monday at 1 p.m. So that is a holiday. Monday is Martin Luther King Day. That's right. Martin Luther King Jr. Day, excuse me. Um, you know, and he said that, you know, things should be pretty much passed by then, if I remember right. But I, I don't remember the exact details, so now we're going to have to monitor that, what the exact weather's going to be like in Orchard Park. Sal Capaccio live on the West Her Hotline here. It's again announced just at the top of the hour. Bills, Steelers moving to Monday, 4.30 kickoff at Highmark Stadium. Uh, Sal, of course, one of the uh, big things about this is that um, maybe the Bills have a chance to... Uh, oh, I'm losing my words here. Maybe the Bills have a chance to make their offense a little bit more explosive if the weather goes ahead and clears up a little bit more by Monday afternoon. And what do you think uh, ultimately the chances are, how much more the chances are improved that the Bills will be able to survive in advance? Well, again, let's see what the weather is. I think it'll be cold on Monday. We'll see what the snow holds, what the wind holds. I think this wind situation should be you know, pretty much passed by, but we'll see. Let me look real quickly what I'm getting here on Monday for the weather, uh, just so everybody's aware here. It looks like it's going to be very, very cold. 18 degrees for a high. I'm just checking an app right here. 18 degrees. Snow showers in the morning. Still wind 10 to 20. Chance of snow, um, 50%. So we'll see. Uh, again, listen, listen, guys. The Bills are the better team. They have the better quarterback. We'll see how this all plays out. I think right now the immediate concern is for everybody to know what the situation is. Don't... Um, <clears throat> don't plan on going to the stadium tomorrow, obviously. You don't need to drive to go to Orchard Park. So, yeah, I think right now it's just – I think the big thing is for everybody to focus on the fact that this game is being moved to Monday, and then we'll tackle the situation then. There are two playoff games tonight. Stay home. Watch them. You got two more tomorrow. Stay home. Watch them. And then get ready for Monday to go to the stadium. <laughs> there we go. Sal Capaccio, thank you very much for, uh, for the nice update there. And uh, we'll be hearing from you as it's now a Monday pregame. So Extra Point Show will have a little extra spice to it. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, we'll keep on top of it. WGR550.com, Sal Sports on Twitter. Yep, Sal will absolutely have the latest uh, on our website at WGR550.com and, of course, on his Twitter feed there at Sal Sports. We'll take a break, and we're back into it. 
We're just the ebbs and flows, baby, of live radio. We just had Sal. We're going to get ourselves all sorts of booked in this first hour here as Mark Schofield, a longtime friend of the program here on Sports Talk Saturday and of the station as a whole, joins us on the other side here to look at the entire wild card round is about to get going in a couple of hours. You stay toasty and get to watch it, just as Sal said. Stay home, watch the games. Stay home, watch the games. And guess what? From 4.30 and 8.30 kickoffs, by the, that's also a very interesting tidbit of this. 4.30, 8.30 today. Mm-hmm. 4.30, 8.30 tomorrow. 4.30, 8.30 Monday. Ultimately, it was the NFL's plan from the start. <laughs> Stop. All right. We'll have Mark Schofield talk about the NFL wildcard round as it is about to get going in a couple of hours. You're listening to Sports Talk Saturday. We're on until 3 o'clock here on WGR. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at 4. Donchich. The step back 3. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You're rarely going to have an easy road to the playoffs, and we're very appreciative of where we are, but at the same time, we have one guaranteed opportunity, somewhat like what we've had the last five weeks. So just trying to take it one moment at a time, get our bodies right, understanding we're going to have to face a very physical AFC North team. That's kind of their brand of football, the AFC North. And we know that if we want to have any sort of success on Sunday, we're going to have to match their physicality and intensity. Bill Center Mitch Moore is saying the first words on that clip, it's not an easy road. Well, it includes a postponement. <laughs> Welcome back. Sports Talk Saturday. Derek Kramer, Frank Arcuri, we're here with you. And uh, breaking from the top of the hour, of course, that the Bills and Steelers have been postponed to Monday, 4.30 kickoff from Highmark Stadium. So things have already shifted on its head, but now gives all football fans the same time window for the next three days. It does. 4.30, 8.30, 4.30, 8.30, And, you know, I got to say, there's no better way to go into the entirety of the scope of the National Football League as the playoffs begin than one of our longtime guests and a friend of not just this show, 
but our entire station and a friend of everybody, I think, unless they're doing it wrong. Mark Schofield joining us now on the West Her Hotline. Mark, it's been a bit, but good afternoon. How's it going? I'm doing well, Derek. Frank, great to be with you. Always nice when you get a little bit of breaking news just just before you come on the air. It gives us something extra to talk about, but it's it's been far too long. So excited to be with you guys today. Excited to have you back, Mark. I always love talking to you, and uh, and I'm sure everyone loves to be able to hear your wisdom here uh, on on a sports talk Saturday. So, Mark, obviously, we start from the top. Bill Steelers got moved to 4:30. Uh, it looks like it's mostly the fact that it's public safety, everything of the sort, making sure that people don't get stuck trying to get to the game, players don't get stuck trying to get to the game. There's a travel ban that's taken effect at 9 p.m. tonight. But I'm going to ask you, Mark, with the snow probably going to lighten up by kickoff now, um, does this game return to the potential blowout that it should be expected to be? I think so. I mean, as as the week went on and you started to see more of the weather reports coming out of the Buffalo area for you know when this game was originally scheduled for, for Sunday afternoon, you saw not just the snow but the high winds. I mean – I think all of Bills fans started to remember that Patriots Bills game from a couple of years ago when you've got that high wind situation. You know, as a quarterback, snow you can handle. Wins, it's a but much, much tougher as a quarterback to prepare to play and to play in high wind situations because you just you don't have that ultimate confidence that a throw is gonna go where you put it. You know, and I remember that Monday night game, Josh Allen, we all know among his many, many incredible traits as a quarterback, velocity is near the top of the list. But even on a night when you've got 50, 55-mile-an-hour wind gusts that can come at an unexpected moment, it's going to move the throw. I I remember he had a throw down the right side of the field late in that game to Stephon Diggs, and he did everything he could to put it on the line and get it to him, but it still got pushed out of bounds. And I think if this game was played in that kind of conditions, it would have given the Steelers a chance to keep it close. Now... When you've got a situation where the game's going to get rescheduled and, you know, Allen's going to be thrown in, in a set of conditions in an environment where he's got more confidence and, you know, it's going to be more stable for him, I think it does reopen the door to that Buffalo wind going away. So I think this is a good move for a couple of reasons. Obviously, the public safety and the, the health and safety of everybody in the area comes first. But if we want to drill down to the sort of micro football aspect here, I think Bills fans are probably a little bit happy in a sense because it's going to give them a chance to win this game going away. All right, uh, Mark, real you know, real quick before we get back more into the Bills talk, um, I'm you know browsing on Twitter X, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) I will Um, never call it X. That's fine. I mean, neither will I. Um, (laughs) A lot of people are trying to figure out. What's going on with the Sabres game today? Sabres as game, far as we know, it's still going on. Sabres game is still expected for its 4 o'clock face-off. You'll be able to hear that here on WGR as well. Programming yeah. note, uh, pregame starting at 3. Mark, of course, bouncing back to it. Um, this has been such a weird season. And I'm not just talking about that as a Bills fan. I am talking about that on the entire National Football League scope. So I'm going to play a little exercise with both of you here. Um of what team do you really trust the most in this postseason? Mark, I'll start with you on that one because can't trust anyone right now. Yeah, I mean, you honestly can't trust anybody. <laughs> and, you know, on the AFC side, you might say, look, the Ravens, 
And I think you've probably got the strongest case to say you could trust them the most, you know, given what they've done, given the body of work, given what they did in back-to-back weeks at the end of the season, San Francisco and Miami. I think those were two impressive wins, but there are still probably some questions. What happens if, you know, Lamar Jackson has a bad game? We've seen that before in the playoffs. One of the sort of lingering questions about Lamar Jackson with respect to his resume even though he's probably on the cusp of winning his second MVP, is the playoff record. It's not what you'd you know, hope to see from a quarterback of his caliber, of his you know, experience in the National Football League, given what he's done this year and you know, in particular with, like I said, on being on the cusp of his second MVP. I think you could make a case that Buffalo is a team that can make a very deep run given how they finished their season, given the way that they're playing right now. But it's also, I think, important to give it the context of this is a team that, you know, going into the final week of the regular season, many thought, look, Bills are going to be extremely dangerous if they get in, but they still had to get in. And there was a point that there was a point in time where they could have still missed the playoffs, given if things gone differently in week 18. So, you know, there's still a bit of a heckle and jide, heckle, Jekyll and Hyde aspect to the Bills this season that I think we have to take note of. But on the AFC side, I think it starts with Baltimore and then Buffalo. On the NFC side, I think, yes, you know, they lost to the Ravens, but I still think the San Francisco 49ers are a very good football team. And since the road goes through them, you know, Dallas has been great at home, but has struggled on the road. So I think San Francisco, Baltimore, Buffalo are the three teams that I trust the most right now. But that could change by, say, Monday afternoon. <laughs> um, Frank, real quick, I'll have you answer I, that question. That's probably where I'm at as well. I feel like the NFC – is San Francisco's to lose. Yeah. They they they're they're the most complete team going in. They're the you know for most of the season Brock Purdy was in the MVP conversation and they have a they have you know great a great running back in Christian McCaffrey. They have great receivers with Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle and they have a great defense. And and it got better during the season. So yeah, the Niners, I, I I definitely agree with. I worry about Baltimore because under Lamar Jackson, they haven't had much playoff success. I think they've won one playoff game under Lamar, mm-hmm. which that kind of does worry me about their ability to get it done when it matters. But this is also like probably one of their best shots to do it, considering they're the one seed in the AFC. I still worry about Kansas City. I'm going to tell both of you this one right now. I don't trust the Bills whatsoever. <laughs> That's fair. In a season of teams being jerks, the Bills have been the biggest jerks. Oh, they have been. So, <laughs> I respect the answers of the Bills being one of those top three teams to trust. I don't trust them at all. They can do all or nothing. And, I mean, the snow being one thing, we avoided that bullet. But the problem is, I mean, the Bills have oftentimes this year uh, shot themselves in the foot. So, that is probably where I'm going with that. That's probably <laughs> why I put Kansas City in there because they have done it before. They have Mahomes. They have Travis Kelsey. Yes, they don't have any receivers, but they also have one of the best coaches who knows how to get the most out of out of everything on that team when it matters. Let's flip that to it. Mark, uh, about the Chiefs, they have had a season that is probably dismal by their standards, and... Here they are about to host a Miami Dolphins team tonight. Only on Peacock, by the way. By the way, you got to get the Peacock. Uh, But this one's going to be super cold. There could be a lot of fans on both of those markets complaining that this game got moved from Buffalo but not Kansas City. Um, What do you think of the Chiefs here entering the wild card round? 
Yeah, I mean, to that last point right there, I'm sure there are some fans in the Miami-Dade area that are kind of wondering about that game getting moved too because um, we know the Dolphins' record. I mean, oh, for their last 10 in games played under 40 degrees. I mean, two and three games in the NFL in games played under 40 degrees, five touchdowns, five interceptions, 77.5 passer rated. They, it might not be 40 degrees in the locker room tonight with how cold it's going to be. The Chiefs, I think, will get the benefit of that. I mean, they'll have this game at Arrowhead tonight. I think they'll be able to win this. But my questions come, what happens when they have to go on the road? Because that's one of the things we haven't seen from this Chiefs or this Chiefs run in recent years. They've never had a road playoff game. You know, now you're thinking about, well, you know, if the top seeds win, they're facing a situation where they have to go to Buffalo. You know, what's that going to be like for them, their first road playoff game? And it's such a sort of mirror image of the Chiefs teams of the past where, you know, previous seasons it's been, is their defense good enough? Can they get stops when they need it? Now the defense is, I don't want to say a strength, they still have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, but the defense has played very well this year. It's more, what do you get from this offense outside of Kelsey and Mahomes? What do you get outside of the running game? Because the running game at time has been good. It's really the outside receivers, the wide receiver room. What's that group going to look like when you get deeper into the playoffs? And so I think Kansas City is going to be good enough to win tonight because of context and weather and things like that. But I do have some serious concerns about what it looks like down the road. Now, you still have Mahomes, you still have Travis Kelsey, who obviously rested week 18, so he's probably going to be in a bit better shape because I think he's been banged up a bit this year, so that should help them. And you've got Andy Reid, who will find ways to get production out of this offense. But it's going to be interesting to see them because we haven't seen them on the road before, and I think we will see a difference provided they get past the Dolphins tonight, which I think they will. Mark, um, you know, we've been talking about a lot of what seems like potential favorites for winning. Who do you have as a potential dark horse team that could maybe surprise some people and and make a run? Well, I mean, I I think in terms of seeding, I don't think it's going to come as a surprise when I say this, but I think at least in terms of where they're seeded, the Rams could make a run. I think you, obviously, you know the storylines, what they'll be Sunday night, Stafford coming home, McVay and Goff, and all the storylines associated with that Rams-Lions game. This is a very good Rams team, and this is a very explosive Rams offense, and it's a defense, I think, which is sort of built to cause Jared Goff some problems. And I think with the explosive nature of this offense, with what they can do up front defensively, starting with Aaron Donald, of course, and Matthew Stafford's sort of playoff experience and the way they've sort of reshaped and revamped their run game, this Rams team looks like a group that could go on a run. You know, on the other side of it, the Cleveland Browns. I mean, the Flacco story is what it is. It's fascinating, but that defense is so good. You know, 1.43 points per drive they've allowed this year, which is second in the NFL, only to the Baltimore Ravens. Talking about in terms of expected points allowed against the pass, the best pass defense of the NFL. You know, and I think that could be enough where if you get another hot Joe Flacco playoff run, which we've seen before, they're a team that could make some noise in terms of, you know, a wild card team that could go on a little bit of a run. And then just specifically to this weekend, because you know, I don't think this is a team that's going to, say, make it to an NFC Championship game or beyond that. But I do like Tampa Bay on Monday night. You know, and that's more a reflection of where we are with the Eagles because this is an Eagles team that was 10-1 and after that win in overtime against the Bills. Looked like they were on the cusp of walking down the top seed and winning the East. 
Now they're the five. They have to go on the road. A.J. Brown was already ruled out for that game earlier today. Jalen Hurts is dealing with a finger injury, a dislocated uh, throwing, dislocated finger on his throwing hands. So they're banged up. I don't think the Buccaneers go on a deep run, but I'm picking them to win Monday night. Yeah, that seems to be the what a lot of people are thinking too. I mean, we Derek and I are friends, real friends with an Eagles fan, uh, Louie. Obviously, yeah, you know Louie. You know, yeah, you know Louie. Yeah, um, yeah, and he's he's been just so down on them now, and <laughs> it's crazy just how much their season has flipped. And yeah, AJ Brown's out for for the game so now and i think devonta smith was banged up too earlier in the year yeah, isn't banged, banged up, up with an yeah. ankle he's practiced but you know he's banged up a bit and now look if, if he's a bit slowed by that he's probably not going to be 100 percent. where's the production going to come from you know defenses you know tampa bay is going to focus on him in the passing game and it just everything feels off you know one in five down the stretch but that one win doesn't exactly inspire confidence when he beat the New York Giants, and even that game was close. And it just, it, it seems like something is amiss beyond injuries. And I'm very curious, you know, if and when their season ends, the stories that are going to come out, because it just seems like something is happening in that building that has led to this sort of steep decline down the stretch. Mark Schofield of SB Nation joining us here on the West Her Hotline as we go over all these games here in the wild card weekend. Mark, I'm fascinated by the first game that's going to be coming up here. Houston, Cleveland. The Browns, of course, the story with Joe Flacco having one of the strongest defenses in the league. But then Houston, a coach of the year, in my opinion, in D'Amico Ryans, C.J. Stroud, the rookie quarterback. They've become a fascinating story after having a full-on tank brigade the last season, only getting to the second pick overall, though, and flipping their fortunes in less than one year. Yeah, the Houston story is tremendous. I mean, there weren't too many people. My good friend R.J. Ochoa at uh, SB Nation was one of the few that I know of that actually said back in August they could be a playoff team. Most people thought, myself included, that, yeah, they'll be better than they were last year. Hard to be worse, but, you know, they're not going to make a playoff run or anything like that. And here they are having won themselves. And certainly C.J. Stroud is going to get a lot of credit, as he should. He's been fantastic, but Will Anderson Jr. has been great as well. Ryans has done an absolutely tremendous job with this team, and it's great when you're – like I, I think there are two teams that are sort of a year ahead of schedule in the playoffs this year. I think Houston's obviously one, and Green Bay's another, where you've got younger teams that weren't expected to be here, but now they're going to get something that's critically important for their organizations and for their rosters and locker rooms, and that's playoff experience. You know, even if Houston is one and done, even if Green Bay is one and done, being ahead of schedule, being that year ahead of schedule, nobody thought you were going to be there and getting that playoff experience to, you know, know, learn what it's like to have the week of playoff hype and go into a supercharged atmosphere that is an NFL playoff game. It's going to be huge for those two teams going forward. And I think Stroud, this is going to be a good test for him because that Cleveland defense, as we said, it's a very good group. They do a lot conceptually with, you know, coverage rotations where they're trying to confuse the quarterback and then they're trying to get you to pause and think and decipher. And they do a very good job of that. They can obviously get after the quarterback from miles Garrett. So it's going to be a very big test for CJ Shroud. But again, even if they lose their year ahead of schedule, it's going to be great for them going forward. And it just gives them an opportunity to build on what they've done this year 
you know, they'll have the the Arizona pick in the first round, so they can still add talent to that roster, even with the trade that they made. They're in a very good position, I think, to, to make a good run going forward. You know, piggybacking off of talking about the young quarterbacks and with Stroud, his rookie, this is his rookie year, winning the division over the favored Jags. Um, Jordan Love, you know, they, you know, you talked about, you know, the Packers and the Texans being ahead of schedule. How, you know, how about Jordan Love's play that has gotten the Packers to to the playoffs? You know, you know, I, I keep seeing. All the me, all the memes about the Packers being like they can't keep getting away with this because now it look now from what we saw in the second half of the year, it looks like Jordan Love is their franchise quarterback now. So how about so how about his play? It does look that way. What's fascinating is I do a weekly show every Wednesday in Green Bay, and I can tell you that the days leading up to say Thanksgiving because they had a three game stretch where they had three games and a you know, compressed bit of time because they had the Thanksgiving Day game against the Lions. The questions that I would get on each week were, is Jordan Love really the answer or are they going to have to draft somebody? There are a lot of questions about Love going into that stretch. And he answered them with his play over November and into December and getting this team into the postseason. And it is amazing. And I know Collinsworth has talked about it and Rolo talked about it in Week 18 the way he does sort of have the mannerisms of Favre, of Rodgers, the mechanics, the way he throws, you know, sometimes off his back foot or sometimes with both his feet off the ground at moments in the release, it it does look like he has learned from watching Rodgers, who learned from watching Favre, and it does seem like they've done it again, where they've now they could be in a situation where they've gone from Hall of Fame quarterback and Favre to a Hall of Fame quarterback and Rodgers and now Love, who does look like he is the franchise guy. And same thing with the Texans. He's going to get that playoff experience now. He's going to get that, you know, week of getting ready for an NFL playoff game. And Dan Quinn and company, Micah Parsons, they're certainly going to test him. But whether they win or not, this is huge for them going forward. This is huge for Jordan Love going forward. And it does look like the Packers have done it again and found yet another franchise quarterback their third in a row. Mark? I've got one more for you, and I have to do this to you. I'm sorry, man. Uh, I know it's coming. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I was prepared for it. You obviously know what it is, but for those that are not in the know, um, Bill Belichick, the Patriots, mutual parting away is Gerard Mayo being named the new head coach. Uh, what do you think about the future there for New England? I mean, obviously, it's a very uncertain future. You know, when you mutually part ways with a Hall of Fame head coach and somebody that's delivered multiple Super Bowl parents with multiple Super Bowl titles after 24 years, it's an uncharted territory that you're entering. I think the bigger question, I'll, I'll return to May in a second, but I've seen reports this morning that they, they're in no particular rush to hire a general manager, which is a curious decision given that you have free agency in the draft coming up. So I wonder about that approach. I, I'm excited about Mayo. This is an organization that, has obviously been excited about Gerard Mayo. They had this sort of succession plan written into his contract. You know, all of those reports that came out, you know, as this decision seemed imminent and then ultimately was the way that they went. So I do think that the Mayo decision and, you know, making him the next head coach could pan out. But I do wonder about the GM portion of it because I do think that, you know, Bill Belichick, the general manager, obviously did some very good things and some of the rosters he put together and some of the decisions he's made. 
But in the past couple of years, when you have, say, the 2019 draft, where they missed on everybody. I mean, every member of that class is either playing somewhere else, like Damian Harris or, you know, Stidham, or is out of the league entirely. So when you are just a couple of years removed from an entire draft class that you completely whiffed on, that's a bad thing. When you miss on the first-round quarterback, as it seems they've done with Matt Jones, that's, those are two big things working against you in terms of constructing a roster that can win in the, today's NFL. And so Bill Belichick, the general manager, and perhaps near the end of his run, let Bill Belichick, the head coach, down. They need a good GM in place because Mayo's – you know, I don't think anybody's going to say that Gerard Mayo is ready to take on both roles. They need a good GM. Do they promote Macro? Do they go outside? I hope they get somebody in soon. And this idea that they're going to wait until potentially after the draft, that doesn't give me the warm and fuzzies. So I'm excited about Mayo. I'm excited about the future at the coaching spot, but I am a little worried about what they're going to do with the GM role. Mark, I appreciate your time as always. Thank you as always for joining us here. Um, on a blustery day in Buffalo, but probably much better weather for you down there. No, thanks, guys. Always a blast. Stay safe up there, you guys, and everybody listening. Stay safe, stay warm, and enjoy the football this weekend. Mark, always appreciate you. We'll talk soon. Thanks, my friend. Have, have a good one. You too. See you, Mark. That's Mark Schofield, SB Nation, on the West Her Hotline. Uh, we've got more guests to get to. Uh, Greg Tomset, cover one, going to join us. Obviously, talk about the uh, shifting of this game. To a 4.30 kickoff on Monday. And, um, yeah, I'm angry again, by the way. We're back. I wonder why. Fire's lit. I got something to say about it. That's coming up next here. Derek Kramer, Frank R. Curie on Sports Talk Saturday. You're listening to WGR. All right. I got to do this. I got to do this and get this the heck out of my way uh, before I get Greg Tomset on, on from Cover One. I'm just going to say this. I don't care how angry people get with me here. And quite honestly, I don't know if I fully trust myself with this rant. Every every single one of you, by the way, this is Sports Talk Saturday, Derek Kramer, Frank Arcuri. On our post alone, announcing the change of the kickoff, I have way too many comments of people complaining about this game being moved. And I'm going to say one sentence to all of you. Shut the hell up. I am so sick of this whole stupid identity of, oh, we play games in the snow. Shut up. This is not about football. This is about making sure that we don't get people stuck for unnecessary travel. This is about making sure that people are safe and okay. And every one of you dingleberries out there that wants to complain about this, be it here or nationally, shut up! I am done with this. Cut it out. Think about something other than football for once in your miserable lives and stop making me miserable for it. You got it? All you damn uncles out there with this complaint, cut it out. And if you want to come at me for it, bring it the hell on. Shameful, stupid, and unnecessary. Much like this rant. (laughs) We have, people have to remember, it's not about the game being played in the snow. It's about traveling. 
There's a travel ban. Do you know who has to travel to the game? The freaking players! Yes, yeah. They all have to travel to the game. And the fans, too. There's and then not, they, fans are not just only coming from Buffalo. Let's, you have let's talk fans strictly, coming from... Let's talk the strictly football point on this. Okay. Like, obviously, fan safety has been mentioned tons and tons and tons. I'm going to say this one. Ready? Here's the, here's the galaxy brain of this. Do you know who has to drive to the game? The teams. Wow. Amazing. That's a crazy concept. Holy crap. That's a crazy concept. If they don't get to the game, does he get played? No. Oh, man. Like, we saw... So think about that, people. If they can't get to the game, they don't get to play. Like, there's a travel ban that's going into effect (laughs) at 9 p.m. Come on! It's so... It's fundamentally insane. And And then Miami fans complaining about, Oh, I don't want Buffalo complaining about the weather. Do you know what a state of emergency is? That's what happens when y'all get hurricanes. Yeah, they had a game. Po- they had a game move because of a hurt because of a hurricane. So guess what? It's the same thing, except different kind of weather. Yeah, shut up. Just different kind of bad weather. Shut up, like, all y- Greg. These things I know, happen. I know Greg Thompson's going to say the line with me. All someone go get your uncle. Am I right, Greg? I, I was not told I was going to have to follow that rant. So <laughs> to, to join him. Welcome to live radio, Greg. I am sorry. <laughs> well, uh, on top of that. Everybody's forgetting. Guess who else has to drive to the game? The referees, the lines crew, the television production team. And besides the fact that everybody knows no flight was getting in or out of Buffalo for the next 36 hours here. (laughs) Now you're talking about pivoting the Steelers from a flight to a bus. Imagine driving a bus up 79 and then up 90 and trying to get along the lake. Are you 100% sure you can get a big commercial bus? all the way to the stadium. Like, I, I genuinely don't know, could the Pittsburgh Steelers logistically get to the stadium to pl- play a game? I, I don't think they could. Oh, by the way, um, just for the nice behind the scenes here, first of all, Greg Thompson, cover one, gladly joining us here unknowingly after a rant because I got super peeved. Uh, and I just made Evan's life a living nightmare just now because all the phones just blew up. <laughs> so I am sorry to my producer. So many uncles are excited to call in right now. <laughs> I, Greg, I'm going to have to battle all the uncles. So many uncles. <laughs> so, you know, I, I do think, you know, ultimately this is obviously the right choice. This is, I, I wasn't the only one. I did, I did say this yesterday. Aaron did as well. Um, this is the obvious right choice. It's a national holiday tomorrow. I know every company doesn't observe that, but more people are off tomorrow than the normal Monday. It's also at 430. You just have a Monday night football doubleheader. You know, this is the best, this is the least bad scenario. There's still going to be weather. It's going to be wintry and blowy, and we're going to have plenty of accumulation and still some wind, but it's not going to be the 50 mile an hour gust. It's not going to be the crazy impactful uh, element that it was where we weren't even sure if we could, you know, produce a game. Greg, now let's actually talk about the game. I'm not, my blood pressure is down. Uh, I'm a little more calm because I'm starting to talk to someone that's rational and um, not as angry as I was. So. Uh, obviously, this game gets moved. The snow factor on a purely football standpoint means that that even playing field kind of tilts back in Buffalo's favor if the winds and snow calm down for Monday afternoon. A hundred percent. I mean, obviously, th- this is a 10-point spread for a reason. Now, the Bills have played down to their competition a ton. I have no reason to, you know, 
bolster that oh they were going to blow them out they might not have we we've lost the we lost to mac jones we lost to zach wilson we could of course we could lose to mason rudolph but the odds are there for a reason i think if most fans ranked all 14 playoff teams in the nfl playoffs there's a pretty good chance pittsburgh would be 14th so you go into a game like that anytime you get into crazy conditions and out of you know wild wild games think back to the mac jones game win game that's always going to favor the underdog because you're adding variables that take away why the other team is favored. You take, you take away the variables of why the other team is so presumed to be the better team where you can't conduct games in that same scheme in that same manner. And all of a sudden now you've taken away those elements. The one piece people talk about Mason Rudolph and the big plays that Deontay Johnson and George Pickens have broke. The reason their offense has been good is because Najee Harris has rekindled what he looked like at Alabama. And Jalen Warren is, is a great, uh, you know, explosive option off of that. And this offensive line that was pretty bad at the beginning of the year has been run blocking really, really well. So all of a sudden, if you have a game where neither team can pass the ball, that makes Pittsburgh more interesting. That makes them a livelier underdog. So moving it to Monday, those things are still in play here, but now, I think everybody feels normal. Hey, maybe this is going to be some level of impact, but now you're talking about a much more normal game script. And if we get any semblance of normalcy, obviously I'll take Josh Allen versus Mason Rudolph any day of the week. How much does TJ Watt being out affect how the Steelers scheme on, on defense? So, I mean, I would love to say like, well, Hey, next man up, everybody's got to be able to make it work. T.J. Watt might be the single most impactful defensive player in the NFL to any team. You look at, you know, what Mike Tomlin has accomplished over this run, never having a losing season. They're in the running or in the playoffs every single year. They're one in 10 without T.J. Watt. They have lost 10 of the last 11 games without T.J. Watt. He, he's not the, the straw that stirs the drink. He's the whole drink. He is everything. Alex Highsmith is a very nice player. Alex Highsmith is an A.J. Epinesa-esque player. If A.J. Epinesa played the same amount of snaps that Alex Highsmith does opposite T.J. Watt, he would produce what Alex Highsmith does. Without T.J. Watt, that's like having an A.J. Epinesa-type player as your number one pass rusher. The entire defense is built off of all of the things T.J. Watt has to do. He, he rushes out wider because it takes away some of the pitch game and passing short passing game because teams can't go out there, even though it makes it harder for him to pass rush. He, he has like eight passes defense on the year that he knocks down because he just makes it a little bit harder for himself to pass rush because he takes away that screen game on that side of the field. He's a phenomenal run defender. He is an overall art, you know, whatever people want to pick Michael Parsons or uh, Miles Garrett, he is, argued as the best defensive player in the league for a reason and no defense is more centered around their star than Pittsburgh. So um, there is no next man up that's going to cover that. It is hugely impactful for them. They still have Cam Hayward, Alex Highsmith, Mike Mika Fitzpatrick, very, very good players. They're still going to have a good defense. It is incredibly impactful that they're missing them. Greg Thompson, cover one. Joining us here on the West Her Hotline, Greg, I've got time for one more here for you. Obviously, the Bills offense has been inconsistent throughout most of this season. Um, obviously, the highs have been incredible. The lows have been losing to the likes of Denver. Uh, but here we are, 
first game of the playoffs and the snow's not going to be as much of an issue, how do you think the Bills will be able to proceed as the postseason begins? I, I think they're going to proceed just as inconsistent as they have all year. <sighs> I think that they're going to proceed with moments where we're frustrated and moments where we don't understand why they're not finding better balance or hitting on more you know, uh, play-action shots or, oh, my gosh, I can't believe – those two weren't on the same page and they just missed that deep shot, but also find stretches in those same games. If you look at the other stretches in the Patriots game, the other stretches in the Chargers game, the other stretches in the Miami game, even within those inconsistent games, still glimpses of brilliance and enough to get a win. And ultimately, you know, there's no playoff committee voting here. I don't need bonus points. I don't need style points. What I like a 31 to three thrashing that just makes everybody feel good. Yes. But would that honestly make you feel any more confident going into the next week that they couldn't revert right back to that same inconsistency? It wouldn't, we would all know that's within them. All that matters is they find a way. And now do I know they're going to find the way four times in a row? No, but anyone who thinks that's not possible is crazy. It absolutely is. There is no dominant team in the NFL right now. All of these teams have shown the ability to lose any given Sunday. Injuries are still going to make an impact the rest of the run here. All they have to do is find a way. I don't care if it's 6-3 to three and it's ugly and everybody's complaining because the next week they could still come out and win 31-3 to three after winning 6-3 to because that's what this team does. <laughs> Greg, you couldn't have said it more, more perfectly than just that. Uh, last sentence there. Greg, I appreciate your time. I wish I had more time for you, but I know you got to get moving here, get humming and hawing. And, uh, but thank you for taking the time uh, to join us here today. Absolutely. All the time. Please give my best to all the uncles. Of course, Greg. I will make <laughs> sure to do that. Greg Thompson, cover one, joining us on the West Her Hotline. we got to take a break. Coming back on the other side, uh, we'll have Tim Wenger of our sister station, WBEN, joining us at one thirty, giving the latest on everything. But uh, we got to take a timeout, come back, talk some Bills, talk Steelers, maybe even some Sabres, squeeze it in. You're listening to WGR. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 